All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. We will get started here. I wouldn't use the mic, but we're doing the recording, so I'm sure other people will listen later. You know what we should start doing is we should start taking attendance and saying it on the recording <laughs> to encourage people to show up. <laughs> no, not really. I don't know if that would be very encouraging. Amen. I'm excited. I really felt like the Lord gave me a revelation on uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight. It's been about a month ago that he started dealing with me about this, and it was awesome. Um, I have to give credit to Ayla for her part in that because it was due to something that she said that provoked this word in me. And man, as soon as she said it, the Lord started dealing with me. But uh, here, let me give this to you. You ready? Um, let's pray, and then we can get going. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come together, Lord. You are awesome. And I thank you, Lord, that we don't have to beg for you to show up because you said that if we showed up, God, that you would show up. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that you're faithful. We thank you that you're here with us. Lord, I thank you for the anointing, the anointing that destroys the yoke. Amen. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're moving by your spirit tonight. We thank you for touching your people, Lord. I just pray that every heart would be open to receive today. Lord, quicken our minds. And we just thank you, Lord, that as we pursue you, that you'll speak to us. You'll lead us and guide us by your spirit, Lord. You'll stir up revelation in us. Cause us to uh, see and understand what uh, is not typical, what's not uh, normal. Lord, let it be supernatural. Let us hear you by the spirit. God, we just thank you for working in us. We thank you for touching us. We thank you for filling us today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I heard an awesome quote. I'm going to start off by sharing that. And I think it's kind of appropriate with the number of people that we have here today. Um, it's a quote by F.F. F. Bosworth. It says, some people wonder why they can't have faith for healing. They feed their bodies three hot meals a day and their spirit gets one cold snack a week. Amen. And that's, you know, really the truth for a lot of people. But as we press in today, let's just believe God for revelation. Let's believe that he's speaking to us and trust that he'll continue to speak to us and empower us specifically in the area of healing. Amen. Amen. So first scripture that I want to read, it's a scripture that we know. Mark eleven twenty three says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Amen. We know that scripture. We preach that scripture a lot. Um, we believe that, that 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 is uh, God's will for us, that we'll have whatever we say, you know, according to his word. Um, Pastor Ziggy said this the other day, too, and I thought that this was awesome. The first step to getting uh, revelation is information. The, be the better quality information you have, the better it affects you. So that's what we're trusting God for today is good quality information because we're trusting the Lord uh, for revelation. Amen. So what really started this, we were at uh, Koinonia, and you know we were watching that uh, video of Benny Hinn, and I thought that was awesome. I don't know if you guys read the book. Um, I can't even remember what the book's called right now, to be honest, but I read it. What was the book called, Ayla? Yes. Um, that was a great book. I really enjoyed it, uh, but that's what we were talking about when the Lord began to speak to us about uh, Scripture in Ephesians, and that Scripture in Ephesians, it's Ephesians 4.29. You guys, I'm sure, have heard this Scripture before. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good... 
to, to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, right? So let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. So we're talking about saying and having what we say, speaking to the mountain, and letting no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths. So uh, Pastor Ziggy, what started this whole line of thinking was Pastor Ziggy was talking about uh, going to therapy, and he was saying, you know, a lot of people go to therapy because they feel like they need to talk about what has happened to them or what they're going through, and he was talking about how that's not always a good thing. You don't need to always give voice to that. And it, this scripture went off in Ayla's spirit. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And when she said it, man, the Lord spoke to me right away. And he said, you have thought that corrupt communication means vulgar things or things that are contrary to what would be viewed as the life of a Christian, what would be a positive thing. So, uh, for example, like crude humor, you know what I'm saying? Um, Nasty words. And what he spoke to me was he said, that's not what I was saying. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you talking about? And he began to talk to me about areas of my life specifically, and I'm going to talk about those here shortly. He said, corrupt communication. When I said that, what I was saying was... um, say what I say. And I said, okay, amen. So just real quick, while we were sitting there, while Pastor Ziggy was talking, I looked up a couple of Strong's words in a concordance for uh, corrupt. And corrupt means of poor quality, bad, or specifically this one is what really set me off. I thought it was amazing. Unfit for use. And when I read that, I was like, that didn't mean vulgar at all. That has nothing to do with it. Not, not when I was reading it in this light. What it means is that there are words that are fit for one season and not fit for another season. And what he was saying was, what you have said in previous seasons can't continue with you in future seasons and what I have for you. So in the area of healing, because this is what we've been Ayla and I have been praying and striving and believing and trusting God and really pressing in um, because we know he's been speaking to us about our ministry, about uh, the healing ministry. And we have been, I mean, for real pressing in. And, we, you know, we had that the, uh, week of prayer. That's something that the Lord was really talking to me about was uh, the healing ministry, the hospital ministry, and what that looked like for us, what that what his plan for us was in that area. And, you know, it's tempting to to just, you know, take a step back and to say things that are comfortable to your flesh when it comes to your walk with God, rather than saying what it is that he's saying in the current season. I don't know about you guys, but in this season that I'm walking in right now, the Lord's not letting me get away with things I used to get away with. He's not letting me uh, sit back anymore, not comfortably anyways. He's not letting me take steps back and be comfortable. If I'm, if I'm sitting, he's working on me, and I'm having an internal conflict because that's not what he has for us in this season right now. He's, he's doing a work in us right now, and he's calling us up to a higher place, to a new place. You know, we're, 
we talk about believing God for revival. And, you know, for a lot of the body of Christ, I believe that that's just a buzzword, you know? That's just, a, they're believing God for revival. Well, they want, they, want you, they want you to believe that they're believing God for revival so that you don't say anything to them about actually having revival. And, you know, the beginning of revival, we die to ourselves. We have to completely die to ourselves. And that's kind of the season that I've been in for a bit right now of dying to myself. I found that I haven't been able to find, I was just telling Pastor Ziggy this and Ayla this just a few weeks ago, uh, on the way to Shawnee or on the way home, um, just that I've, I have become aware that I haven't been able to find the Lord doing the things that I've done before. I haven't been able to find the Lord in the same places that I've found him before. And I've realized that a lot of me and my encounters with the Lord, encounters with the Holy Ghost, were simply a result of his grace working in my life that I bumped into him just because he let me bump into him. Not because I did things just the right way, but because he decided he was going to do something and he decided he was going to let me be a part of it. Where, you know, we're dumb and often we think that we have this encounter with God as a result of our awesome prayer time. And that may be the case. Maybe it's just me. I should just speak for myself. But a lot of the time I found that that's not the case at all. It's not, the case, it's not the case at all that it's not a result of my prayer time. It's not a result of me saying the right words or taking the right steps. That positions us and it helps. But I think the majority of my encounters with God have just simply been a result of his grace and the fact that he loves us and he wants us to be a part of what he's doing. So where I thought I was going the right direction, he showed up anyways because he loves me. That's, that's really what he's been dealing with me about here lately, that He's like, he, he showed me clear. He's like, you thought that was you, but that wasn't you. That was me. And I'm like, Lord, I mean, I know it was you, but I, you're right, I did. I thought that, you know, I thought that I won a place. In reality, I didn't win no place. I found you because you wanted me to find you. Because that's what your word says, that if I seek, that I'll find. And you honored your word. But that's the way that the Lord's been talking to me. It's just staying in the same place has not been comfortable. Just not, not hearing his voice, not sensing his leading, not encountering his presence on a higher level. It's not comfortable. It's not, it's not enough anymore. I'm becoming more and more desperate daily to encounter the presence of God. More and more desperate in this season. As I, as I walk through this life, I'm, I'm becoming more and more desperate all the time to encounter him, to experience him, to find out where he's moving and to move with him, to, to hear his voice on everything I can possibly hear his voice on. We, you know, we've been um, working on having a baby, and Pastor Ziggy shared about this, and I know Ayla's going to talk about this. She told me not to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyways, because she's, Ayla is teaching Healing Room next month, right? Next month? And she's like, don't talk about this, because I'm going to talk about this next month. You're just going to have to word it a little bit differently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's true, <laughs> but we, uh, Ayla, we've been talking about, people have asked us, hey, you know, how's it going? Is Ayla pregnant? We're, like, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, you know, that's what we've been saying. We're working on it, we're trying, and the Lord gave, this was Ayla's revelation. This, God didn't speak this to me, but God told Ayla, stop saying that. And immediately, because that's the way that the Lord talks to Ayla, 
is he tells her often, don't say that, say this instead. And when she does that, I mean, it's like right away. I, it's some, sometimes frustrating. I'm just glad that I'm married to her because I, I get to be a witness to it and get to be a part of it. But it's sometimes frustrating because as soon as she says, the Lord told me not to say that. He told me to say this. It's like things change completely. I mean, overnight, things drastically change. Where I'm like in prayer, pressing in, trying to get something. It was like, the Lord told me not to say this anymore. And it's like, wow, okay, awesome. What a great revelation. <laughs> but that's what he told her. He said, stop saying that you're trying. He said, are you trying? And it reminds me of when I was talking to the Lord about paying off debt. And he's like, well, you can do that if you want to. But last time I checked, I've been getting you out of your messes for a long time. So do you want to do it your way or do you want to do it my way? You know, when the Lord starts illuminating those things in your life, you need to start paying attention. And he started illuminating that in our life. And during uh, that week that we were here praying, I led prayer one morning. And that's something that he began to deal with me, too, about our words and this is what he was talking to me about. He said, corrupt, that means unfit for use. You could say that in a previous season, but you got a word from me. Like, I did get a word from you, Lord. You told me. He's like, yeah, I told you, so you can't say that anymore. My grace, can't, my grace isn't covering that anymore because you're not ignorant anymore. You need to step up. It's time to step up. So I found tons of areas that the Lord, he's just not letting me stay comfortable in those areas anymore, not letting me stay stagnant and, and not letting me say things without feeling a certain type of way about it after it comes out of my mouth. Um, you know, I've had to repent of some things that I've said in previous seasons that I thought were right, and they weren't right at all. I thought that they were, they were the word of God for my life, and they weren't the word of God for my life at all. I didn't hear right, and he's showing me that now. But he said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Let no communication that's unfit for use, that's not fit for this season. How many things do we get hung up on and in, from a previous season that stops us from walking into that next season? How many things do we encounter that people are saying at the hospital that you're like, man, you really don't need to stop saying that. That's not good. Uh, we hear people every week, they say something stupid. What can we pray with you about? What's, who are you here to see? What's going on? Oh, my mom, she's here dying. Well, you probably should be saying that. Pray, please pray. You know, but people don't understand the transaction. When we're there, they don't understand what's going on, that they have an opportunity to enter into something that we, you know, we're working on, that we're working out. They have an opportunity to enter into that with us and as a result, see a miracle. Um, you know, Every week when we go to the hospital, we believe God for miracles. Every single week we get together, we talk about it. This is our week. I mean, there's no doubt in our minds. There's some weeks that we go and it's like, I really would rather not go. Because, you know, things of life come up. You get busy. You have a bad day at work. And the last thing that you want to do after a bad day at work is go to the hospital. You go from work to the hospital and then you have to get into that mode of ministering to people, and it's like, sometimes it's like, but I want to be ministered to. I need, I need you right now, Lord, but we don't realize that he ministers to us during those times. Sometimes it's hard getting there, but there hadn't been one time that I walked away where I was like, well, that was a waste. Not once where I thought, well, I should have just stayed home, but there have been plenty of times that I stayed home that I thought, man, I should have gone. <laughs> so if you're listening to the recording, 
get to the hospital, get to Bricktown, join us at Outreach. Amen. So we have to resist the urge to allow words to come out of our mouth that are no longer fit for the season that we're in. Now that includes praying for the sick and believing God for healing your own self. There is a time, and I've shared this testimony before, I think, um, where the Lord told me, you need to stop taking Tylenol for those headaches because I keep trying to heal you, but your faith can't develop to where I need it to be for you to receive your healing on this unless you stop taking that Tylenol. Well, I got that word of God, and that changed everything for me. Um, so that was that's something that became corrupt in my life is allowing that same process of, well, I'm just going to take this medicine, get rid of the headache, but it stopped my faith from developing. So that became something that was corrupt in my life. The other thing that I looked up uh, the Strong's uh, definition for was the word grace. So that scripture, just to remind you, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That word grace, that it may minister grace, it means, um, scroll down, benefit or bounty, thanks, uh, that which affords joy, pleasure, delight, and sweetness. Amen. That's the one that I like the most. That which affords joy, pleasure, and delight, and sweetness. Let that be what is ministered unto the hearers. So that's one of the reasons why we don't let those things that are no longer fit in this season come out of our mouth. That's why we have to be led by the Spirit. We have to be led by the Spirit of God because, man, he, he will lead you and guide you on a daily basis. It's incredible. Um, we have been, you know, like I said, we've been trying to um, develop our faith to start a family. And, you know, you never expect to have any difficulty or any pushback when you try to do something like that. Because it's like, I know God's in this. This is going to be easy. Just like that. Especially with something like that. Titus, close your ears. Something like that, it's like between a man and a woman, it's supposed to be fun, and there should be fruit that is, you know, created as a result of that thing. So when it becomes frustrating, it becomes really frustrating. It's not just a little frustrating. It becomes very frustrating. And the Lord, he's been helping us because when Ayla said that, the Lord said that we need to stop saying we're trying. Man, it, it really changed our daily life. I mean, really, our whole outlook changed because things, just walking through our daily routine was becoming frustrating. Everything was becoming frustrating. Like, we're coming up on a year of marriage. It shouldn't be this way. That's, that's not how things should be. Now, I'm not saying we were having problems or anything like that because that's not what was happening, but... Um, it gets frustrating when you're believing God for something and you're not seeing the result of that happen quickly. And that's where we were at. That's what we were, that's what we were struggling with. Lord, we know you're talking to us about this. Why aren't we seeing that? Why aren't we seeing it right now? So when Ayla got that revelation, it really helped us out big time. Um, let's see. So what's acceptable in one season can be corrupt in the next. What may be holding you back is you're still speaking the same as you did in the last season. If your faith still talks the same as it did, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, you may need to examine if your faith has actually grown. And that's something that I really had to do. I've been born again this year uh, in October. 
think it's October. No, it was May. It's already been, it was May. Um, I got born again in May of 2009. So this year was 13 years born again. And I really, this year, had to look at myself and see what areas I have actually grown in and what areas I have not grown in, what I've neglected in 13 years, which that's crazy. That means I've known you, Miss Rhonda, for 13 years. And Carolyn, I've known you for 13 years because, yeah, I mean, I was going over to Pastor Mikey's right, right after I got born again. Yes, I mean, somewhere around there. Um, and then Cherie, it's like 2011, something like that, right? Revival in uh, Newcastle, Shelby, and Ayla were about the same time, 2014, 2013, 2014, yeah. Um, so y'all have known me for a while, and man, this season that I've been in here lately, I'm, I've really been crying out to the Lord, Lord, I'm not seeing you do things like I used to see you do. Why? If it's, if it's something in me, I want you to show me what that is. If it's, if it's something I'm doing that is holding me back from, this is the way I was thinking. If there's something I'm doing that's holding me back from being anointed, show me what it is so I can fix it. I mean, that was genuine. That's, that was my prayer, regular. And I wasn't hearing a thing. I mean, like, Lord, I need you to talk to me about this. This isn't something that I can just move on from. Like, oh, maybe you'll talk to me about this someday. I need you to talk to me about this right now. I can't wait anymore on this. I need a word on this. And then Pastor Ziggy and just about everybody else that has come through the church has given me the same word. Uh, you're not catching up. You're exactly right where you're supposed to be. I'm like, I've, I'm catching up. I feel like I'm catching up. I mean, for a while, that's how I felt. I'm like, There's no way that I'm right where I'm supposed to. There's no way that that is right. It can't, with what I'm feeling right now, there's no way that could be right. It can't be. There's no way. But he, he began to show me that the reason I can't be comfortable anymore in, in certain things is because his grace isn't covering those areas. I mean, his, we know that his grace covers, right? We know his grace covers. But when you become aware of something, when he begins to speak to you about something and he says, that's not for you, and you go back to that, and you go back to that, or you live in that place, you make your house in that, you make your camp in that place, at some point, you're not going to, you're not going to continue feeling his presence and his goodness and experiencing his glory in the place that he told you not to visit, <laughs> in the place that he told you not to go. It just doesn't work that way. That's not the, it's, you're not, you're not going to get caught up in a train. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, it's, it's not the way that it works. Um, if, if anything, I would have had, a, continuing walking down that path, I would have had a uh, Damascus Road moment like Saul, and I didn't want to get stricken blind or anything like that. <laughs> continuing to neglect, you know, the voice of God and continuing to neglect Jesus calling out to you. Um, and when I say that, I'm not, I'm really, this was literally when I, I'm not talking back a couple years ago. I'm talking about this year alone. This is what I've been going through. I'm not talking about getting off in sin. I'm just talking about him calling me higher. I've known, you know, throughout this whole year that he's calling us higher and he's calling me more, more and more, you know, every day, just like all of us, to die to ourselves, to die to our flesh, to kill our flesh, to crucify our flesh, and uh, to allow, uh, you know, our spirit to be risen up with him and to, to fellowship with him on a much different level. I've been feeling the call to prayer for a long stinking time. I mean, a long time. And you know, it's just now, the last several weeks, last couple of months, something like that, that 
I'm in that place that I can't give up anymore, that I can't, I'm, I can't not participate. I can't not plug in. I was telling Ayla just, I think, yesterday. Maybe it was today. Maybe it was yesterday about today. I think that's what it was. It was yesterday about today. Let me share about this, because this is, this is crazy. So it, was, yes, it was last night, and I was telling Ayla, I said, I'm going to wake up at 6 o'clock every day, which I usually don't wake up too late. I wake up about you know, 6.45, 7 o'clock. Um, I don't have to work till 8, so Ayla, she gets up earlier. She has to work at 7, so she gets up uh, much before I do, and that's usually what kind of starts my wake-up process. She gets up, I sleep for a little bit longer. She'll wake me up a little bit more when she goes to leave, and then that's my cue. I got to get up and get ready, or I'm going to be late. And I told her, just before she fell asleep, I'm waking up at 6 o'clock because I got things I need to do. I need to drop off. My car is full of my detailing stuff. I need to drop that stuff off. I need to go to this store. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And I need to pray. I want to pray, you know, every day. I want to commit myself to praying every single day. So I wake up this morning. It's about 6 o'clock, and I was tired because last night I couldn't fall asleep for nothing. I mean, I was popping melatonin. And couldn't fall asleep for nothing. I don't, I don't like taking, um, like, uh, what's it called? Not NyQuil, ZQuil. I don't like taking ZQuil because I have really weird dreams if I take it. So I try to avoid taking it. But um, I was, I mean, Papa Melatone wasn't doing a thing for me. Finally went to sleep, but I don't know what time it was. But I woke up at 6, not feeling good because <laughs> I was tired. So I got up about 6.15, got ready real quick, got in my car, went and dropped my stuff off. And I get a call from Ayla. You're not going to believe this. When she said that, I'm like, oh, Lord, not today, please. Because I was ready. You know, I was ready to go. I'm like, this is a good day. I woke up. I'm, you know, fellowshipping with the Lord. I'm praying. I'm pressing in. I'm like, I'm going to have a good day at work. This is awesome. This is good. I went and got some coffee at Dutch Bros. And I'm, I got a muffin top, too. Yeah. Man, I was, I was loving it. I mean, this is early. She said, You're not going to believe this. I'm like. Oh no, what is it? And she said, Well, I went in the closet and you know I have my jeans on that top shelf. I'm you know, trying to picture it in my head. Because we have a small closet. Our closet's packed full. Until here recently, it's a little more spread out. We've gotten a little more organized. And I'm envisioning it. So I'm picturing that top shelf. She's like, My jeans, they were soaking wet. And I'm like, What? So I was thinking, it's early. She's probably exaggerating. It's probably not soaking wet. <laughs> right. I should have known. I should have known. So I'm thinking she's probably exaggerating. So I, this is literally what I told her. I'll look when I get there. I'm sure it's nothing. She's like, all right. We, we get off the phone. I continue on with my morning. I, I ran by Lowe's, and they didn't have what I needed. So I'm heading home. You know, I, I work from home on Monday, so I had to get home because I needed to clock in for work and before I clock in for work, I go in the closet, and I take a step on the carpet, and I feel a spot that's kind of wet, and I'm like, that's a little worrisome, and I go, and I feel the jeans that she was talking about, no joke, I mean, they're so, they're heavy, they're, there's so much water in them, it, they're heavy, so I start feeling on, around on her stuff, so my stuff is on this side, her stuff is on this side, you know, the front, so I'm feeling on her stuff, and I'm, you know, going through the hangers, Wet, 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 wet. I mean, I'm 30 shirts in, and I, everything's still wet. And I'm like, oh, no, this is really not good. So I'm trying to feel around. And then it's too late. I had to, 
Right. That's what I was telling Shelby. This is the third or fourth time that I've lived in an apartment and had an issue like this. Yes. So I'm like, this is not good. So I clock in real quick because it was time for me to clock in. It's about 8 o'clock. And I'm texting her, hey, because she was telling me, I probably need to put in a maintenance request. I'm like, well, just wait, just wait. And then I text her. I'm like, hey, put it, put in the request. Put it in. And she's like, what do I say? So I type something up. For, I'm like, put in the request. Put it in quickly, please. So I'm sitting, and I, I clean up what I can. I get the clothes out of there. I'm starting laundry right away because I'm like, we're on the top floor, so I wasn't too concerned that it was like toilet water. But still, I don't know what that water is. We had that storm last night, and... I don't know what that water touched on its way down. You know, I don't, I don't know. So, um, and from previous experience, the water that goes through, you know, the sprinklers that they have in apartments, that's not clean water. That's disgusting water. It smells like sewage. So I was thinking maybe if it's something like that, this is going to be extra bad. So she calls, and you know how my morning started. I'm pressing in. I'm like, Lord, you're so good. You're awesome, Jesus. Thank you for hanging out with me this morning. And then that happens. Man, the temptation is there to be like, this day sucks. This day is horrible. And you know, I'm venting a little bit. I didn't say anything like that, right? Maybe later I said something like that. Maybe. Well, I didn't say anything bad on Facebook. I know I was careful when I made that post on Facebook. Yeah, but I was careful. I was careful with my words, but the temptation's there to, you know, to be like, this day, this good-for-nothing day, and then I'm working in our system. I have three payrolls that I need to process pretty quickly. Can't process them. Our system goes down. Can't get them done. I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this day, the temptation's there again, you know, and where in a previous season I could get away with that, those words would come up to about right here, and I would they were not about to come out of my mouth because of what I was sensing as I was thinking that. That's dangerous ground. Do not say that. That's what was going off in me. That's dangerous. Don't do that. That's, that's how things have been for me here lately, where, you know, we're in revival. We're going home, and normally after revival, I'm like, that was awesome. I mean, that was, we had great meetings in Shawnee, too. The whole, I, I mean, every night, every drive home, I'm like, Lord, I know you have more for me. I'm troubled right now. I need you to talk to me, Lord. I'm troubled right now. You're, I've been in this place before. I know what this place is. I know you're about to launch me into something new, and I have to press in right now. I have to press in. So that's what I'm telling myself all day today. I'm pressing in. I'm pressing in. I'm pressing in. <laughs> so the, the maintenance guy, hours go by. The maintenance, I hear dripping in the walls. I'm trying to watch TV. I just turn the volume up because I hear just like this. I'm like, I know that noise. I've heard that noise before. This is not good. So I just turn the volume up, and I text Salem. They're still not here. She's like, I'm going to call them. This is probably 11, 1130 or so, right? 12 o'clock, she called them. So that was at 7 o'clock this morning. 12 o'clock, they're still not there. They've had the maintenance request. She calls them. They show up right away. I mean, he had to have just gotten the call because I hung up the phone with her, and he was at the door knocking at the door. And he comes in with a drill and a bucket. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, please, God, no. He comes in, and I'm still, I'm pressing. I'm pressing. I'm like, Lord, I committed myself to you 
Last night for this day, I was I, mean, I was committed to fellowshipping with this. Work's going to be a breeze. It's going to be a good day. I'm just going to spend my whole day hanging out with you. I'm going to press in about tonight, you know, really, really pray. And so all this is happening. He comes in, he, he takes his drill, and he takes this cover off of the ceiling in the closet. When he does that, I'm kind of around the corner. I just hear the sound of splashing water. And he says, oh, my gosh. I peek around the corner, and I just see, I mean, gallons of water pouring, gallons of water. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Lord. So I'm still committed. I'm, like, I'm not going to say those death words. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to allow myself to do that. Then he says, all right, I just talked to the contractor. He gets off the phone. I just talked to the contractor. The contractor said he'll be here, you know, soon. Um, he said, run your AC nor normal like right now, because where it's at is part of the air conditioning unit. He said, run it like normal. It's not going to hurt anything worse than it's already hurt. Um, no sense in being hot in your apartment while, while waiting for them to come and fix this. This contractor will be here soon. It'll take him 30 minutes, and then we'll be out of your hair. Awesome. I'm like, thank you so much. I mean, I'm, trying, I'm being genuine. Thank you so much for coming out here. He never showed up again. <laughs> We left the apartment. They still haven't been over there to fix it. That's just a taste of how the day went today. It was wild. I mean, it was wild. But I can say this. I, will, I refuse to allow those words that wanted to rise up and come out of my mouth, come out of my mouth. I wasn't about to speak death. Because in this season, that's what the Lord is impressing upon my heart. Let no corrupt communication. That may have been acceptable in the past, but it became very clear to me that it's not acceptable any longer. I went to, um, I was driving today in Edmond when everybody's going to school and stuff. Somebody cut me off and immediately I wanted to go into that mode of being like, that loser, you know, speed around him, all that kind of normal stuff. No, I couldn't do it. The Lord would not allow me to, I couldn't let that rise up in me because I sensed that same alarm. That's not who you are. You can't do that anymore. Actually, I heard Ayla's voice because that's something that she tells me. I, I, I tell her, I'm like, I've been doing really good. I haven't been getting mad at anybody. And she's like, you have been doing good except with your driving. No, oh, thank you for the reminder. But I have been doing good with my driving. You have to admit, just for the record, for the recording, I have been doing good with my driving. I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in a long, long while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but I, in this season, he's not allowing me to say the same things that I've said before. Um, tying it back into the hospital, this is something that I try to communicate to people, and Ava too. You know, when, when we talk to people at the beginning before we go out, we try to, to let them, I try to start specifically with one thing. When we go out there, we're not begging God to heal anybody. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to beg God for somebody. That's not what we're doing because God said that if we'll lay hands on the sick, the sick shall recover. The word of God declares that he's the God that healeth thee. If he's the God that healeth thee, he's the God that healeth me. If he's the God that healeth me, he's the God that healeth you, right? We know this, so we try to work people's faith, try to get them out of that mode of trying to qualify themselves for healing. You're not going to qualify yourself. So we try, we have a very short amount of time to get people over there in faith, people that are unbelieving, people that are uh, atheists. I mean, we can't encounter all kinds of people. We have a very short amount of time to get them over there to a place of believing because sometimes 
We don't get the opportunity to pray for their loved one. They're like, they're working on them right now in the ICU. We don't get the opportunity to go back there while they're doing CPR on their loved one. We don't get, always get that chance. So we have to encourage the people that we have. Hey, listen, I know the temptation is going to be, Lord, help us through this death. It's not over yet. It's not, and we try to encourage people that way, not to speak that way. So that's what we encourage people when we are going out. If people are new, like, listen, when we go to pray, we're going to pray the word. We're not just going to pray for comfort for their family. That's, we're not here for that. That's not what we're doing. We're going to hear, we're going to be here and we're going to boldly declare the word of God, period. It is so tempting when you're facing somebody face to face that has cancer and they're saying, the doctor said, I'm going to die. I'm not going to live. I have this long. It's tempting to pray sissy prayers, cupcake Christian prayers, because it appeases our flesh, and you don't want to get out there too far. You know what I'm saying? When you're standing, when I was standing in front of that blind man, and it was tempting for me to to pray a, a prayer that wasn't scriptural, a prayer that wasn't his word, a prayer that wasn't bold at all, because if something didn't happen, it would look a lot better if I didn't, you know, jab him in the eye and declare, you know, be healed in the name of Jesus and go through all that whole process that I, that I, I went through. It's, it's tempting to, to get into that mode when you face people that are really um, having struggles, that are really in trials. It's, it's tempting to say, just, you know, we're going to pray for you. God's going to help you through. God's going to help you through this. It's going to be all right. Instead of saying, you know, the word of God declares that you don't have to be sick. Somebody that's unbelieving, it's difficult to say that to, to a lot of people that we encounter. It's difficult to say the word of God says that you don't have to be sick. The word of God says that you can walk in divine health. The word of God says that that doesn't belong to you. We see people that they're like, well, I've had this for, you know, 10 years. I don't care how long you've had it. The word of God says that that does not belong to you, period. God can take that from you right now. As a matter of fact, he already took it from you 2,000 years ago. You just have to enter into what he already did. It's difficult to say that when people are real. I mean, you're praying for a cold, is one, that's one thing. But when you're praying for somebody's loved one that's dying, that's on their deathbed, the temptation is there to back down from what God's word says. And that's what he's been dealing with me about. Ayla, the Lord told Ayla, um, recently, because we give this uh, card to people that has healing scriptures on it, has our numbers on it, has the church website on it, has a QR. I mean, all the information that they could possibly need is on this card. I mean, everything for a short period of time before they get connected is on this card. And Ayla, she tells them when she hands them this card, we're believing for testimony. So if you have a testimony, reach out to us. I always say, if you have a testimony or, you know, if you need additional prayer, reach out to us because I want to give people that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? But that became corrupt communication for Ayla to say those words about if you need additional prayer. Lord wouldn't let her say those words anymore because that, that damaged something. You know, we've been talking about things that affect the anointing. That's something that affected the anointing in Ayla's life. When she began to say, if you need additional prayer, you let us know because the Lord spoke to her and said, gave her a revelation. I don't remember exactly how he said or what he said, but he, he said, if you already prayed, you don't need to keep praying. You just need to rejoice. If you pray, that's done. Did you not believe me the first time? Right? Isn't that what he said? Did you not believe me the first time? That's difficult to get yourself over there to where you're believing that way. That's a difficult thing to do because then you're accountable. You know, you're accountable for what happens next. If something doesn't happen, I mean, you got to get over there in the spirit. And she's committed herself 
that's difficult for me sometimes. But I'm, I'm in that same path. I'm in that same walk right now where I can't, I'm not, I, I'm not in a place where I can say some of the things to these people at the hospital that I used to be able to say. We're going to keep praying for you. I can't say that anymore because it's like what Ayla said. Did he not do it? Is it not done? Is his work not finished? I mean, it's like, it's like the veil was torn and, and words like that, we're sewing it right back up little by little. It doesn't make any sense to do that. That became corrupt communication. But God's called us to boldly stand on his word, to boldly declare the word of God. Um, to, I mean, to the very end, to the very end of our lives, to the very end of, of this walk, to the very end of life on this earth, we are believers, period. Recently, we've gone, you know, to a couple of different places out of town. And first of all, it makes you thankful for Winter's Church. It makes you thankful for that we have our man of God and we don't have another man of God. Because I don't know how I could serve the Lord under some of these people, to be honest. I don't know how I could do it. I want to say one thing. I think I'm going to say it. They're not going to listen anyways. But we, we were... Uh, watching a service, I don't think we were in this service, but we heard something similar in a service, but um, this guy gets up and he says, aren't you glad that somebody brought Jesus with him today? One of, the, one of the pastors of this church, aren't you glad that somebody brought Jesus? You didn't bring Jesus with you? Seriously? This, right. This is revival, and you're talking that way? No way. Yeah. We heard people say COVID killed our crowds. No, it's things like that that killed your crowds. It's, I need to be careful. But it's things like it's thing, It's allowing that kind of communication to come out of your mouth that results. I mean, it may be years later, but that's what happens. Death every single time. Death. And I refuse. I refuse to allow myself to get to the to the very end. I don't care. This isn't going to happen. But if if it did to the very end, I'm a believer. I mean, my body could, if it had failed me and I'm on my deathbed to the end, I'm a believer. I'm trusting the Lord for my healing, period. There's nothing, I will not, I will not stray from that path. I'm a believer to the end, to the end of this. At the end of this life, at the end of my life, I will be found in his presence. I'm not gonna be found outside of his presence, period. I've decided, that's settled in me. I will not be found outside of his presence. I can't do it. Where in a previous season, you know, sometimes you come in and out as you please. I believe the Lord spoke to me. He's like, get in while you can get in. Yes, because... Things are getting crazy around here. Things are getting crazy in this earth. But remember, we're talking about this healing room. We're talking about healing. These, this, is, this is something that the Lord has been talking to me about, specifically about healing. Other areas too, but specifically about healing. We have to boldly stand on his word. We can't allow complacency to, to, to have a place in our life. We can't allow the enemy to, to, to uh, take up residence in our camp and just let him stay there. You know, some, people, some, some Christians are that way. They, they see the enemy and it's like, you know, you just stay over there and I'll stay over here and that's all right. Mm-mm, no, that's not, what, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus gave, gave us the authority to kick the devil out of anywhere that we find him. Anywhere that we find him. So if, if he's exposed to be somewhere in your life, if you begin to see him, and this is something that, that I've done for a long time, my friends as well. I mean, if I, if I see that, 
pop up in my friend's life, I take authority over that. The Lord gave me authority. He gave us authority. He gave you authority to kick the devil out of anywhere that you find him. But there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that are not doing that anymore. There's a lot of people that are allowing the enemy to still have a voice. And we can't continue to do that. Not in this season. Things are getting crazy. I mean, we're coming to the end of this thing. We really are. It's becoming more and more evident every single day. We're coming to the end of this thing. You know, sometimes the hospital's not so busy, but every time I walk away sensing the urgency to continue to do what we're doing and more. I mean, every, every week I'm telling Ayla, I don't know if two hospitals is enough. I just don't know if this is enough. I don't know if what we're doing is enough. I know we're seeing some things. I just don't know. But that's, that's normal, though. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the way we should be feeling about things. I think if anybody's tuned into what the Spirit's saying, that's what they're hearing. I don't know if this is enough. What, Lord, what else, what, what else can I do? What can I rid myself of in my life to allow more room for you to do something? What can I, what can I uh, completely eliminate so that I have more time, more room for you to do whatever it is. What, what will you require from me? But that's a dangerous prayer because this is what he requires, everything. He wants it all, every bit of it. And when you become aware of that, you start taking decisions more seriously. I learned this. Carolyn and I were kind of talking about this the other day. You know, there are some decisions that you make that hurt you that, that they take years to recover from. Years. When I worked at uh, Paycom, I worked and I made a lot of money while I worked there. I thank God every day I don't still work there because of how much I missed out on during that time. Four years and I missed out on all kinds of stuff because I worked so much overtime. I was working you know, 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week sometimes. And it was horrible. The pay was really nice, but everything else about it was horrible. And you know, during that time, I thought, you know what, Lord, I'm going to do this for a while. I know I can get out of this thing. Man, I'm, I feel like I'm just now, just now to a point in my life where some of the decisions that I made during that time are no longer affecting me now. They're no longer affecting my finances. They're no longer affecting my time commitments and things like that. Years. I mean, I haven't worked there since mid-2019, I think. I mean, that's years ago now. But when you look back at those things and you see those areas, you know, I, I always look back, I'm like, that was a bad year for me. <laughs> 2019, it wasn't a good year for me. Thank God 2019 is over. Everybody talks about 2020. 2020, man, it was old. I had a great year, 2020. 2019, not so great. Um, but, you know, when we find those areas that, you know, you're just seeing him illuminate changes that you need to make. That's where we're at. Ayla and I are at right now. I think Ayla hit that place just a little bit before I did. Because I think as, as, a, as a guy, as a husband, as a man, you have a tendency to want to, the way that I think is, I have to provide. I made commitments. I, there's certain things that I have to do. And God knows that, that I have to do. Whether it was his will or not, there are certain things that I have to do because I may committed myself to do it. And you start, you know, feeling the weight of those things. It's, it's just different. But I know Ayla's been in this place and me, myself as well, where it's just like, Lord. I mean, I remember not that long ago, there was literally a day. She's not, you're not going to mind me sharing this. There was literally a day where Ayla was crying. 
I mean sobbing. I don't want him to choose somebody else. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Why would he choose somebody else? Do you realize what you're saying? He called you. He anointed you. He called us. He anointed us. I just don't want him to. I, I have to make sure I do everything he's told me to do. I, I don't want him to choose somebody else. I want him to use me. But to feel the weight of that, man, and that's hit me here, uh, you know, over the last year as well, where it's like, you know, you feel the weight of what it is that he's saying to you in this season right now. And that's what he's saying to us, where it's like, Lord, whatever, whatever, I don't care, whatever it is. You, at some point, you just get to that point, whatever it is, I'll do it. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Whatever it is, I'll do it. I have to, I have to do it. I have to do it because this thing's wrapping up. And we have, we're in a place right now, you know, we go to the hospital. You know, the whole time we've been at the hospital, we haven't seen a chaplain. They have a 24-7 chaplain service. We haven't seen a chaplain not one time. Yeah, not one time do we, we haven't seen any chaplains coming in and out, right? Maybe one time. Do, you, do we see any other churches there laying hands on the sick? No other church is doing that. None. Bricktown? You don't see hardly any of anybody else doing anything. You definitely don't see anybody else doing anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't see, yeah, but, you, well, that's what I was saying. You don't see anybody that's doing anything, right? So, right. <laughs> yeah, but, yes, but, and I think part of the reason why is I think COVID exposed that people are open, and they're open to just about anything. They're open to do whatever, to, to believe whatever. They just need a hope. And if you can give them any kind of hope, it may be a false hope. If you can give them something, they'll listen to you for a little bit. But there's nobody doing what it is as a church that we're doing ministry-wise. And that's not to toot our own horn or anything, but I think it's a, it's a great testimony of how God has spoken to us over these last several years and positioned us for this moment right now. I, I think it was awesome that Pastor Ziggy shared this, and it's, I think it's become really true to me as well in this season that I'm completely aware that this is the moment that God created me for. This is the moment in time that God built me for. He created us as a church for this moment right now. And I believe in regards to healing, you know, we, we know miracles are breaking out. We, we know that. We know that's happening. Uh, just today as I was praying this morning while I was praying, uh, Pastor Ziggy gave me a word that summer that I saw that blind man healed. He gave me a word at the beginning of that summer. He said, this is the summer of miracles. And I was praying just today kind of about that. You know, it came up in my prayer. I'm like, Lord, I remember when you did that for me. I thank you for doing that for me because that was at a time I needed him to do something in my life. I just needed him. I needed a fellowship with him. I was, tr I was trying to learn something. And he began today to, to deal with me like he did during that summer. And I, was, I told Ayla this, and I think I told Pastor Ziggy this on the way home from Revival one night. I'm in a place, it's an entirely new place, but it's also so much like other places that I've been. It's a new place because I have no idea what all he's going to be doing in this season of my life right now. But it's familiar in the fact that I know he's with me. I know he's with me. I'm, it's like I'm in a crazy place right now because I'm stirred up with being aware that God is working something in me, especially in the area of healing, especially in the area of healing. I, 
I sense it big time in my heart and my spirit that he's just illuminating that to me right now. And But it's familiar in the fact that I remember the last time that I was in a season like this, it's when he really launched me out and I began to see him work at my school. I mean, I was 16, 17 years old. I began to see him work in my friends. I began to see him. I began to see sicknesses start to leave people's bodies right before my eyes. I started seeing real miracles right before my eyes. I was ministering to people everywhere I went. I mean, I, I remember one time, <laughs> started out as a joke, but it ended up being kind of cool. But me and Andrew were at McDonald's inside and I was messing with Andrew. I'm like, you should go pray for this guy. There's this crazy, there's this crazy guy. Obviously he's talking to himself and I was messing with Andrew, trying to get Andrew in some trouble. <laughs> I said, you should go minister to that guy. Andrew, he went over there after, you know, 20 minutes of me harassing him. He went over there and this guy, he, he Andrew actually ministered to him. I couldn't believe it. He actually ministered to him. And the guy it was evident that something happened in him after that. But it was during that season that I was just seeing the Lord do some awesome stuff. I cast the devil out of Andrew's sister in that season. That was crazy. We were having anointing services at 4 o'clock in the morning at Nakia's house in her living room just because the Lord was working a crazy work in our lives. It was wild. We were staying up all night long pursuing the Spirit of God, and he was, he was for real showing up. I mean, it, that's, that's when I met him was during that season. And this season is so similar to that to me, to me right now. Um, just the fact that I'm so aware that he's doing a major work, that he's doing something awesome right now. So we need to press in. We need to press in and, and participate with what he's doing. In the area of healing, if you're believing God for healing in your body, don't give up and don't pray sissy prayers. I mean, it's, it's, it's tempting to pray to take a step back and, and pray a prayer that is not bold, that's not really standing on his word. It's tempting to pray a prayer that is not um, not what he's speaking, that is that ministers grace unto the hearer. It's, it's, it's tempting to, to pray those prayers, but in this season, we have to say what it is that he's saying. And I believe in this season right now, God is speaking boldly. God, the things that God is saying is bold. He's not letting us get away with what we used to get away with. He's not letting us take steps back where we used to take steps back. He's, he's not, in this season, we're pressing forward, period. And it's awesome. Amen. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight was don't allow, don't allow dumb things to come out of your mouth. In this season right now, especially, don't allow yourself Consider the weight of what it is that you're saying. Consider, consider the weight of what it is that you're allowing in your life, the weight of what it is that he's doing in your life. Consider those things. And when you pray prayers like, Lord, use me, expect that he's going to use you. And don't expect that he's going to use you in some kind of small, mediocre way. Expect that he's going to use you big because that's what he desires to do. Expect that he, he uh, is going to do something major. So let's, let's trust God right now. Let's trust the Lord that he's going to continue to speak to us. I know uh, actually all of us are involved with the uh, hospital ministry. Shelby too. Shelby was just there this last week. Um, as we go and minister at the hospital, trust that this, that this next time, so this week is uh, Bricktown, so obviously participate. But as we go to the hospital and we're believing God for healing, and we're believing God for manifestations of healing. We're trusting that 
we're going to see miracles. As we take a step out and as we go, trust that he's actually going to do it. Trust that he's going to use you to do it. The way that I've been praying is this, Lord, I know that you're working. I know that you're doing something. I know, I know, God, you've made that clear to me. All that I'm asking, Lord, is let me be a part of it too. If nothing else, just let me be a witness. Let me be a witness to it. I want to, I want to be a part of what you're doing. If I don't have a part to play in doing something in that myself, at least let me be a witness. I just want to see you, I, I want to see you do a work. I want to be a part of what you're doing in this earth. I want to see miracles now because that's what you said to me. That's what you said, I would see miracles. And I want to see those miracles. I want to see that happen. I haven't seen the, the fullness of the vision that you gave me come to pass, but I know that I will. Because if I follow after you, that's how I've been praying. I know that I will. I know that this is the season. If nothing else, Lord, I just want to be a witness. I just want to be a part of it somehow. Just let me, let me at least be there. Even if I'm on the outskirts, Lord, just let me be there. Just let me be a part of it somehow because I'm desperate. I'm desperate to, be, to, to fellowship with you. I'm desperate to be where you're at. I have to have it. I can't settle for it. I have to have it. It's not, it's not optional for me. It may be optional for some, but it's not optional for me. This is it. This is what, this is what you've called me to. And I think that if we begin or continue to pray that way, really both, Believe, begin to pray that way and continue to pray that way, we're going to see him do some things. And I don't think that it's going to be, I mean, it may be as we walk out of this building that we start seeing miracles break out. It may be before we even exit this room that we see his spirit poured out in a way that we haven't seen in a long, long time. That's what I'm trusting the Lord for. Lord, I've seen you pour your spirit out in such a great way. I've seen you do it in my own life in such a great way. Do it again. Do it, do it again. Uh, give me more. Not, not for my glory, for your glory. I want a fellowship with you. That's what I want. And I, I think that when we pray that way, we're positioning ourselves for this time right now, for him to use us. Amen? Amen. So continue to press and stand boldly on God's word and don't allow corrupt communication to come out of your mouth. Not vulgar words, but things that fit in one season that they don't fit in this season anymore. I think we can all relate to that. There are things in this season right now, there are things that we couldn't carry into this season. They, the, the Spirit of God wouldn't let us carry into this season. There, there are people that I felt like I had dragged along for a long time. In this season, I couldn't drag them along anymore. I could, it's, they had to step up themselves. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to drag them along anymore. Does that make sense? You get, you get what I'm saying? It makes sense, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I've been at here lately. And man, he's doing a work. So we just have to trust that, uh, well, we know his plan's good. We have to trust his good plan. And let that be what comes out of our mouth. Lord, your plan is good, period. Everything for me is good, period. Do you guys have any questions? No? Right. <laughs> I just think 
Right. <laughs> I think we all remember that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know what Oh, coming off. Right. And I don't think, I don't think that person is all Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I sensed it on Friday. The last the last several weeks, there was a great... I'll share this real quick and then we'll probably be done. Um, it's been... Last... The last... Who was it? Nakia and Eli were with me. And we went into one of the waiting rooms at Baptist. And there was two women in there. And I walked in, and when I walked in, I felt, I don't know if it was an angel or if it was just the Holy Ghost, I felt it brush by me. This is the first time I've ever had this happen, where, you know, Pastor Ziggy said that it's like he felt the, that part of his shirt, like a wind went by and blew that part of his shirt. I felt that for the first time when we were walking towards those women in this waiting room. And I said, who are you here to see? And she said, I can't remember who it was. Her husband, husband, I think, something like that. And I said, let's pray right now. And we begin to pray. And I prayed just like I always do. God, we don't have to beg you. I'm not begging you to heal so-and-so's husband because your word declares that if we lay hands on the sick, the sick shall recover. God, we're here and we're believing you for healing. We're here believing your word. I didn't say this. This wasn't my idea. This was your idea. And I have confidence that you will do what you said you will do because I've seen it. And as I'm just praying, just like I do when I'm fellowshipping with him. I'm just praying and just, I mean, to me, I was caught up in that prayer. I was caught up in that moment because of the presence of God that fell in that place. I mean, in that room, the spirit of God fell on us in that room. So much so, while we're praying, this woman says, did you feel that? She's talking to the other lady next to her. I'm like, that's Jesus. Jesus just stepped down. And if he is, if he, if he is doing this as we're praying for your husband, you can count on the fact that he's doing something for your husband right now. This is the anointing. And if he, if he is anointing us right now, that's it. Your husband, he's rising up, period. I mean, this, that's it. It's settled. It's done. So, you know, we, we pray and we rejoice. This woman's in tears. 
I've never felt anything like that before in my entire life. And I told her, you can experience that every day. You've, are you born again? Are you living for Jesus? Where are you at? You know, and she's like, I've been living for the Lord. I've just never encountered that before. I said, you can have that every day. He desires to encounter, have an encounter like that with you every single day. He wants to fellowship with you every single day. So we go on. And I told Nakia, I said, I'm going to be buzzing from that for a couple of days. And she's like, me too. And we left it at that. So we go on. That was one of the first people that we saw at the hospital. That was on like the 10th floor. We never see anybody on the 10th floor. Like 10, 9, and 8 are usually empty. You start seeing people about 7, right? Roughly about seven, the 7th floor. Um, that was one of the very first people that we encountered. So then we go to do the video, and Eli's there. I didn't think he was even paying attention. You know, sometimes you just think kids are just there. They're just there because they have to be there. I didn't even think he was paying attention. I, we were like, do you want to say something on the video? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Come on, say something. He's like, all right. So I start the video out and I hand him the phone and he begins to talk. And that same spirit, the spirit of God fell again as he began to talk. He said, it's like Jesus stepped down into that room. And when he said that, that blessed me because I hadn't vocalized what I had experienced, just that I felt his presence. I mean, but we say that all the time. I felt the presence of God, you know. We say that all the time. But to hear somebody that doesn't normally talk that way say that, man, that blessed me big time, that he was aware of the anointing that fell on that place. God, he, since we've been talking about the anointing and we've been expecting it, we, we show up anointed I mean, it's, there's a difference, there's a tangible difference in the hospital ministry as a result of the teachings that we've had, not just in healing room, but the teachings that Pastor Ziggy has done on the anointing, following after the Spirit, gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. The Lord, He has been working. It's been amazing. We have seen such awesome stuff at the hospital these last several weeks. I've really been enjoying it. Because, you know, there are some times where you feel like you're going and you're sowing, and you're sowing, you're just sowing of yourself. And then there are other times where, I've walked away and it's like, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm going to have to think, I'm going to have to pray about that because <laughs> you, God, you really, you blew my mind on that one. And it's like what Pastor Ziggy talked about, about how the Lord told them that he would show up and that he would pour out his glory in Sydney and that he would, the reason why he did that was because he said he would do it. That's how I felt about the hospital. Every time I walk away, I'm like, Lord, you said you would do it and you did. I mean, I've known that you're faithful, God, but you just continue all the time. You prove yourself to be faithful. Every, every time you have an opportunity to be faithful, you're faithful. And that's, that's where we're at right now. We're just seeing God's faithfulness, and it's been awesome. It has been so awesome. I'm glad that you said that about the anointing because I sensed it heavy on uh, Friday. You know, we didn't see any major miracle breakout or anything like that, but not... I say that. I don't want to downplay what God did because God worked. Yeah. Keith got filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Right. And there was there were some people there that were from Shawnee that they did not they did not know what they walked into on Friday. They had no idea that they thought that they were gonna come and they were just gonna be like, Oh yes, Lord bless them. Uh-uh. They didn't know. Well, I think Tara knew. I think Tara set them up. That's really, I meant to tell her that. Like, you set these people up, didn't you? Because <laughs> the, 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 the people that were there, 
the looks on their faces, it was priceless. Yeah, it was, it was priceless. They were looking like, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> it was awesome. It really was awesome. We had a great time. And I know it was the same at uh, Mercy also, that the Lord, he's pouring out his spirit. Yeah, the Lord's pouring out his spirit big time. Yes, for sure. I think a lot of us stepped over there to a place. Right. You know, it seems like, I don't want to say what came to my mind, but uh, it seems like every time that something like that happens, my faith goes higher. <laughs> you know what I mean? My faith goes higher. And that's, that was another moment. My faith went higher. We were sitting there praying, and the Lord was speaking to me about it. I had no fear, no fear at all. Same when Emory stopped breathing at the church. I had no fear that day. I mean, I felt invincible. Because we got over there in a place of prayer, man, we should have just gone to the hospital right then and just started laying hands on everybody we possibly could have. I mean, I felt like I could have taken on anything. That was, my faith went so much higher that day. I graduated to a place that day for sure. I never went back down past that level again. But that's what, I think that's where we're at right now is the Lord, he's calling us up higher. I know that's where I'm at right now is that that's what the Lord is saying to me. He's saying, I'm here and you're there. Do you want to be there, or do you want to be here? Because if you want to be here, you got to hear what it is that I'm saying. And I'm listening. That's, that's all I'm saying right now is, Lord, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I hear you, and I'm following. I don't understand everything. It doesn't all make sense to me, but I trust that along the way, it's going to make sense. What needs to make sense is going to make sense. What I need to know, I'll know. What I need to not know, I'm not going to know, thank God, because, <laughs> you know, we get in our own way sometimes. I definitely get in my own way sometimes, but, man, I thought tonight was awesome. I felt like the Lord was really helping us. Um, I'll pray us out, but uh, I definitely want to leave you guys with that. Continue to allow the weight of our words, you know, what it is that you allow to come out of your mouth. Be conscious of that. Know what it is that what you're saying Say his word. If nothing else, say his word. If you can't say anything positive, say his word. Just replace every, everything, that, everything that is corrupt, replace it with his word. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for what you've said tonight. We thank you for what you've done. Lord, I just thank you for being with us. Lord, it's just like you are, you've always done. When, when we've shown up, God, you've shown up. You've joined us here. I thank you, Lord, that we're, we're uh, searching, and, and we're not searching and not finding, Lord. We're searching and we're finding. We're knocking and the doors being open to us, and I thank you for that, Lord. We're asking, and, and the answer is being given regular, Lord. And I just thank you, God, that you're revealing yourself to us all the time. Lord, I just pray that you continue to re reveal yourself through this word tonight. I pray that uh, we continue to get revelation as we get out of here. Lord, continue to speak to us. And Lord, just fill us full. Fill us, anoint us, lead us, guide us by your spirit. I just thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, all that you've done, and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.